0: It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. Toman Park looking splendid. And do you know why Toman Park was looking splendid this evening? Because there was fans back. The mighty Munster fans making plenty of noise at the end, although it was probably the most muted celebration in the history of this beautiful stadium when Munster beaten Connick because they knew, in fairness to them, they're smart rugby people down here, that they got out of jail a little bit in that one. William <laughs> Davis, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm still trying to uh, take that one in. Um, yeah, they did get out of jail. Uh, Connacht invited them in to the jail, and uh, Munster bust their way out through the through the door um, you know they scored a try, they kick a conversion, and then they fail to get uh, you know they just failed to, to to gather that kickoff and Munster just camped there and camped there they 've done it. How many times have they done it? They've done it to every team on the planet given an opportunity and they seized it and they even managed to run the clock down. So when the game kicked off again, there was not enough time for Connick to do anything. Absolute sickener. Connick played well at times. Uh, Very, uh, what have I called them before? The the only thing predictable about them is they're unpredictable. Um, I don't know. Where does that performance come after the shambles of last week? And then you see the Dragons, their fans will be saying the same thing because, you know, they, they, they came to Connacht and won and then last night they fell over and were beaten by 14 points by the Stormers. Sport, a week is a long time in sport, but Connacht will have to chew on that performance, chew on the result and then park it and use whatever sense of grievance they have uh, next Saturday against Ulster. Right,
0: so much to unpack so much it's like that phrase has never been more appropriate than the podcast 20 points to 18 that's only the starting point I'm going to suggest this as a tradition we have so much to talk about here referees people giving out about uh, decisions uh, the turnaround in fortune good performance bad performances not too many bad performances from Connick but bad mistakes for sure let's start with the post-game press conference where Andy Friend well I'm going to say he was stewing also you're going to hear from Tiernan O'Halloran Andy, like to begin with, you know, it looks like restarts have cost connect again. I know it's starting on a key point in the game, but let's start there. Two tries, just not securing the restart really cost connect.
2: Yeah, there was, uh, I probably haven't reviewed it, Rob, but yeah, we did struggle in that area again. Um, Listen, I, I thought take away that, but. Yeah, you know, there's always margins in games, and then there's always things that that are good and things that we need to work on. I I just thought our our 80 minute effort, um, I thought it was fantastic. We didn't get the win, which is really frustrating. But listen, we'll we'll have a look. There's always bits, Rob. But yeah, you know, I think it's it's too early at the moment to be pointing the finger. at The restart was the, was the area that cost us.
0: Yeah, it's funny because obviously we were saying the turnaround is brilliant from Connex, um. It sets a tone. Anyone, anyone watching that game is going to come away from it, realising that Connect have stood up and done superbly well in this fixture. But obviously, you're gutted to let it slip. Yeah, it's,
2: it, it hurts. It hurts to, to lose a game like that. I mean, it, um, uh, I, I thought we were the better team on the night, but the scoreboard doesn't tell you that. Um, I just said there when I was interviewed after the game, uh, you know, we asked for consistency in this game. I didn't think we got it tonight. You know, ten and ten and knocks a ball on it be for Mac Hanson's try. Now it is a knock on, but you know there's a lot of time spent on that, and the correct decision was made. The ball went forward off the hand, so you say fair enough. That's what that's what we're meant to be doing as officials. We're meant to be making sure that we get clean and accurate scores. I thought the the yellow card of Sammy Arnold was a very harsh call. I then thought. Um, well, I'm, I know that they, when Joey Carey puts the crossfield kick in, you've got Ty Burn offside, but it doesn't get looked at. It doesn't get poured over in the same manner. Um, so they end up getting seven points for that. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, they win by two points. So I, I am frustrated and I'm annoyed with that.
0: Do you think there's a certain element of refereeing that like, takes the preconceived notions of who the better side is? Do you think Connacht get a raw deal in these games?
2: Oh, listen! I'll let others decide that. All I know is, mate, we very rarely end up on the right side, um, and if there's a fifty-fifty, it very rarely goes our side. So, listen, yeah, that's something we've got to continue to work with and make sure that we're we're putting ourselves in the best position. I was I just listen. I was just really proud of our blokes tonight. I thought they fought fought really hard to a man, and you know, to walk away here with only one point. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's it's hard.
0: Um, Jack Hardy. I mean. You're Going to be asked by, I'd say, a lot of the national media about him in particular now because with all the different um, to and fro and who's going to get selected for Ireland, has he put his hand up tonight?
2: Totally, 100%. He has, I think he's done it you know more than just on just tonight. I think he's had some brilliant games this year, and there's a few other boys who've done that as well. So, um, listen, we'll, we'll keep um, these blokes will keep putting their best foot forward and. It's up for others to acknowledge that and to and to see the you know the the energy that they're playing with and the skill that they're playing with and and hopefully again Connacht um, we get a fair representation in the national team.
0: I was going to ask you a little bit just quickly to finish about just a lot of individual really standout performances. I know you collectively you will suggest it, but Matthew Burke probably played the longest amount of minutes he's played in the Connacht shirt. Connor Oliver seems to be in the form of his life. These are these are really encouraging things. Sammy Arnold. Off the bench last week, and then today, um, You must be picking out a few as well in your own mind.
2: Yeah, I thought, um, I thought Heffernan, Bealeham. Um, you know, it's hard to single them out, mate. You know, our two nines mm. were playing out there tonight. Uh, you, know, um, you know, our backfield are playing great football. Like, there's just, we, I just feel like we've got, you know, players who are giving their all there, and and, and as you're seeing, there is a lot of lot of ability, lot of talent we were all really frustrated with that game last week to, you know, and and the message is there. I don't ever want to talk about dragons again. And I don't, I don't ever want to see a performance like that again. And we all acknowledge that we all weren't at our best. So that's now parked that performance there tonight. It didn't get the win, unfortunately, but if we keep delivering that, we will get plenty of wins. All
0: right, Tieran and Andy kind of just stole my last question from me for him because he's answered it there, but just from your own perspective, that contrast is something that does have people scratching their heads. Tonight's performance probably would have won in Cardiff, let alone beaten the Dragons.
3: Yeah. Um, it, I can see why a lot of people get frustrated watching it. Obviously it's not something that, you know, we're purposely doing like getting comfortable in any way at all. Um, it, it's on us to to take responsibility as players and, and take ownership of, of what we're doing throughout the week. And I think that's what we really broke it down to this week is the small little details of everything that we're doing during the week. And, can we be on top of that? And I think going forward, like we prepared all week and like training was this week, the intensity in it, like we need to do that every week now and there's no excuse for it. Um, So again, I I think like the coaches and everybody put us in the best position possible to perform on on the weekend. But again, it's, it's on us to take responsibility as players. And I think, the Cardiff week again, you know, come off a great win against Bulls and then put out the performance that we did against Dragons. Like it's not good enough for, for uh, from us as players. So again, we've taken responsibility. We've had our chats, we've had lots of lots of chats last over this past week um about what went wrong. We parked the Dragons game pretty early and we focused all our energy on Munster. And um, you know, it's pretty after working so hard all week and coming up just like short like we did tonight, it's it's frustrating. But at the same time, we know what the marker is now and we have to just kick on from that.
0: Tiernan, the, the performance was brilliant, but would, are you already picking out some moments, like I was suggesting, restarts that you're going to be really frustrated with? Because he, ultimately, he must be very disappointed not to have won this one.
3: Yeah, like there's massive disappointment, massive frustration in the room as well. Like it's an interpro game, it's like most games come down to small moments and small margins, and that's exactly what happened tonight. It was just a few little small things, 50 50 things that it just didn't go for us. Um, and that's what win games. And yeah, like you said, the restart at the end there where we got held up and was called them all. Um, there's a few other small little things that, that just didn't go our way. So it's frustrating. But look, that's rugby. There's always me to 50-50 calls. Sometimes they go your way. Sometimes they don't. It's just about doing whatever we can to make sure that um, we get the right bounce of the ball there and control what we can control.
0: Conic fans have been following your own career for a long time, Tiernan, And, and like this is four starts in a row for you. You're going to the Aviva Stadium, and you're probably going to work hard and hope that you're going to get your position again. Uh, how do you feel personally right now about where your rugby is? Um,
3: I, I suppose it's it's a process for me at the moment as well. It's been a, a frustrating, I suppose, year and a half for me personally um, with injury, and and then when I did get back playing, I wasn't playing that well. It was just frustrating. Um, it was hard to get back, but thankfully, um, I worked hard this preseason. I kind of worked with the medical staff and figured out what we needed to get right um from an S&C point of view and and thankfully that's kind of stood to me so far so obviously it's great to be able to put some games together um but obviously we've got guys coming back now in the back three position as well which is great for competition so it's just important I'm just happy to be back up playing rugby enjoying it I think I probably lost a bit of enjoyment um over the past year or so and I was trying to maybe force things at times whereas now I just trying to get that that feel of enjoyment and play the way we always knew how to play rugby Um, so yeah it's just about getting that back and and look helping out lads as well a lot of young lads in our squad in that back three so I'm trying to pass on like you said I've been here a long time so about passing on that experience as well and helping out those lads and and making the team better so I'm just happy to be back involved in playing rugby to be honest
0: Last one to meet here and it's a big week for Connacht Rugby first time they'll ever play in the new Aviva Stadium with a crowd Um, what does it mean to you as a group and how much are you hoping that the Connacht fans will come out in big numbers?
3: Oh yeah, it's it, it's huge, obviously. Um I think everyone was a bit surprised when when the news was that there was going to be a home game in the Viva Stadium. But I think the the excitement's certainly been building the last few weeks now. Um obviously with the disappointment about tonight, we just gotta dust ourselves off and, and put all our folks into that game now in the Viva on, on Monday. Um and then I suppose it's just from a supporters' point of view. Look, we, we know the conic fans love to travel, they always supporters no matter where they go. Even tonight in such a big stadium with so many Munster fans, there were certainly times where you could easily hear them supporting us and getting behind us. So it's just huge. It's so, even for both teams, to hear fans and supporters back in the stadium, it just gives both teams a lift and it's such an encouragement. And Hopefully, I think as a country, it's just gives everyone a lift to moving forward as well. So again, look, next Saturday will be another great um, event for everybody and hopefully everyone can enjoy it and, and just, you know, enjoy the spectacle that will hopefully be, be on the day.
0: There was a lot there and, you know, no holding back. It kind of just, I kind of doubled back up. On Andy, just just wonder, is he picking up on this problem in the world of rugby sometimes where you do get the impression at times that if Argentina are playing New Zealand, is that kind of preconceived notions. I've used that phrase since day one of my rugby journalism that referees sometimes have. I don't know. We, we said on air. Well, let's get to that in a second. First things first, what's clear is Connick management and the players are raging about the... typer was in front of the kicker. They feel that's one of a couple of decisions. The yellow card as well, which is an interesting one. They feel bad call.
1: Yeah, the yellow card at the time looked a bit uh, a bit odd to me because uh, to me it was a rugby incident, and the play, the, the monster player that took the contact was being tackled by Bundiaki and was essentially Bundy was pulling at him and dragging and spinning him and doing whatever you have to stop him. Um. So that changed the point of contact. Uh, now they're going to say that uh, Sammy Arnold went in high, but did he? Because the player, w- you know, it wasn't, wasn't tackling. He wasn't... It wasn't a high tackle. It wasn't a tackle. Now
0: he spun around and his arm kind of came up around the shoulder and you could say, is that a swinging arm? But they never spoke about that and he didn't make contact with the head even in that situation.
1: Will his, will his head make contact with it?
0: No, no, obviously. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like maybe he was in an attempt to be a double tackler, a second tackler, but yeah, like it just looked like incidental contact, as they say.
1: Yeah, I think considering what we've seen this season, first of all, we're seeing better refereeing decisions about this type of rugby yes. incident, and we're also seeing players tackling low because yes. they know if they don't, they're going to get done. And I mean, it, it...
0: Collisions are not what this was brought in about. Everyone wants to stop accidental collisions, but it's literally an accidental collision. What they were stopping is for a head contact where a guy's trying to make a tackle and he doesn't protect the uh, defending player by going in recklessly high. In that case, two players collided, much like like when Mac Hansen went up in the air and Peter Romani was in the air two players collided in the air um, it should have been, shouldn't have even been a penalty in my opinion it looked like they were getting this right in a lot of games but not yeah, tonight
1: I, I think it will be you know referees The you could talk to the referees assessors and see how they, how they would look at that I go back to my point again the monster player was Bundyaki was tackling him and was pulling him Pushing him to the ground, which is his, that's what he's supposed to do. So therefore, how does how, how can Sammy Arnold react in that situation? I think that was a, it was a soft yellow, uh, and it got Munster back into the game. They were six 0 down, and suddenly they were seven six up at half time. They seized that opportunity. Uh, the of course that try came from Tagburn. Tigburn was in front of the kicker. Uh, if he tried to do what he did. I doubt he'll ever do it again. He kicked, he, he kicked it forward and then he managed to kick it forward again and it bounced and it rolled back towards Chris Clute who was chasing it. If it had rolled the other way, Dave Heffernan would have fallen on it. So it was the strangest, weirdest... It was
0: a fluky try, you said in commentary, and you're right.
1: But it gave them the lead at half-time uh, and Joey Carberry kicked the conversion from that position on the field and unfortunately a little while later on in the game Jack Carty missed his conversion from there it's a small margins game when you lose by two points, I don't know what you do about the Burn thing because if you're going to yeah the TMO should have looked at that, the TMO should have seen it it's pretty clear Um, again, does that happen to teams other than Connacht? Probably yes Uh, and I don't think that's the reason they lost the game but it's a frustrating point uh, when
0: Candy Friend feels like it's the primary reason, well, he's I entitled to, I guess
1: he is, and it's you know he's 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 fed up. He's come down here. He's seen. I think Connacht played well tonight, and Munster didn't, uh, but they still won. And Connacht had an opportunity tonight to get a win here, a badly needed win in the overall context. Munster are now four and zero. Connacht are one and three. I would look at the restarts issue. Uh, There was a restart after a Connacht try which um, was a mistake and I think there was a penalty kicked There was a restart after a Connacht try. And again, right, when you had seven minutes to go. Connacht needed to win that restart and get the ball up the pitch, get rid of it. They didn't. They invited Munster into the 22 and there they stayed until they got the points to win the game. That's what they're good at. They didn't play well tonight. Munster's line-out didn't function. Connacht put enormous pressure on them. Connacht had to make a lot of tackles and they did it very, very well. Um... But it's just one of those games. But you know, connector beyond, um, connector beyond heroic losses. That's no use to them anymore. So they have to just take this one on the chin
0: they won't at the moment it doesn't look like they're going to because they're frustrated and they're going to have to obviously listen there's a lot of people really angry about this we're going to hear from Jerry Torney in a bit we just thought we'd we'd put it to Jerry Torney. he's been in both press conferences the live one and and the wider media one where Connacht were frustrated beyond belief by some of the decisions I just want to just counterbalance with this one of my big fears about what we are we were a championship winning side in 2016 we were the best team in the competition it was a glorious celebration We want to establish ourselves as a proper quarter of everything that happens in provincial rugby. That's our dream. Do we want to win every year? No, well, we'd love to, but we probably won't. We feel like we still have a bit of way to go at times. In these last couple of years, we just slipped down to four to comfortably Fort in the provinces. And if we're going to be serious about that, rugby requires a kind of a way of accepting realities and focusing on yourselves a little bit as well. I've, I've no, I've no problem with Andy Friend doing doing what he's doing. He's like say whatever he says. He, he, it's fantastic. His honesty is great and creates great content. And I think he he fights the corner for his team, and that's fine. But I'm just really careful. We were getting a lot of messages into Galway Bay FM. People were just going to pin the whole game down to that offside. I'm not comfortable with that. Well, can I? Try a few things You've done the restarts and we asked him about the restarts, they haven't analysed them yet, I think they were a big problem. Uh, Shane De La Hunt, what a moment, once you're overthrowing the line, it kicks down, he gets a 50-22, unbelievable. But then he misfires in the front of the line out. No offence Shane, he had a great game but that was a bad moment. I remember Jack Carty who has had a game for the ages tonight and is working his way down. He didn't find the 5 metre touchline from a simple 22 kick, he found it 8 metres out and we just didn't get the catch and drive right. Fine, minute details but he'll probably look back in that goal his missed conversion was a key point, we could have got a draw out of the game if he got it Jack Hardy was immense I'm not critiquing him, I'm just saying there's always stuff within your control in sport it's really important to me this and a lot of sports just lose the run of themselves about officials at times and place a whole game on bad officiating bad officiating tonight was on in evidence no question, but Connick made enough mistakes that they can blame themselves
1: yeah, and I think they will. I think they're, you know, people will say we're very hard on them, but they're, we're not as hard on Connacht as Connacht are on themselves. Mm-hmm. And they will have to look at that misfiring line out there. You know, that was another sco- scoring opportunity. When you get into that 22, you hit your line out. They didn't. Um, just small things. And that's what they've talked about repeatedly, that they have to fix them. But... Um, I don't think you can handle it on, on the officiating that's my view um, I have to look at the game as objectively as I can and I have to look and see what they did well and what they didn't do well they did some things really really well and Jack Carthy had an immense game Kean uh, Prendergast was having a huge game until he went off injured and that looks a nasty looking knock yeah and it, it's things like that that they have to but they are They've. You know. the, the reality is Munster are 4-0 Connacht are 1-3 and zero, next week's game now takes on added significance they'll have to play as well again in fact they'll have to play a bit better because I think you have to say that Ulster are going to play better than Munster did tonight and one of the reasons Munster didn't play well tonight was because Connacht were at them
0: brilliant okay so you've heard from us we agree dreadful decision you've heard from Andy Friend and that's going to make a lot of headlines this week very very angry about it you're going to hear from Jerry Toynley a little bit for the overview and you'll hear a small bit from him in particular on his thoughts on the referee. We're parking it for this podcast For now, we'll review it in midweek again One more time, because uh, we want to talk about The game itself, beyond that The stuff that was in Connick's control And I want to go positive for a second All right, Connick needed a performance tonight They're trying to fill the Aviva Stadium They needed a kick, they need to come down to the team that are in hottest form they did that and there was a lot of really good individual performance can I pick out a few Matthew Burke outstanding you know we were watching him do 68 minutes first time he's ever gone that far into the game because of all the injuries holding up that scrum doing a super job under huge pressure against Archer and uh, before Archer he was up against Ryan and he did a great job against him as well but going through the team there I thought Heffernan had a great game I thought the second row boys battled really really well Prendergast you've mentioned Connor Oliver is playing a different level this year He's gone up a notch and he's been outstanding and start going through the back line Blade and, and Cardi combined well Cardi was deservedly man of the match Sammy Arnold superbly well people will say oh Aki's back and Connick played better Aki was great but he wasn't the reason why Connick were playing better and can I finish on this because I've gone on a big long I a, a monologue here but there's only two of us for now Tiernan O'Halloran has had some tough times we've heard from him there he had some tough times even in the first game against Cardiff. But it's like Andy Friend and the team said, you know what, this guy started playing rugby for Connacht in 2009. He's played for Ireland. He's done it before. He'll do it again. He's a leader. He's confident. He'll make the odd mistake. Let him breathe through those. He's going to be brilliant. He was virtually flawless tonight. He was so good. Without ever, like, stealing the show as man of the match. I just think there's lots up to be positive about. And if I'm not finished, Mac Hansen. Outstanding.
1: Yeah, Hansen brings a certain something, all right. He's, uh, he's still working out, I think, some of the things here. He's got a boot on him as well, mm. which is interesting, but we know he also wants to play fullback. Uh, John Porch is very game. Uh, he's, he's everywhere. Yeah.
0: The, I stole your thunder there. You can pick some others out if no, you that that,
1: that, that that all adds up, and y- you have to talk about those, uh, and they've got to bring that. Whoever of those players is selected has to bring that in for next week. Um, I thought Bundy had a decent game. He does bring an intensity that sometimes we lack. Um, he's there and he's, he's right at it. I mean, the Peter O'Mahony situation. Peter O'Mahony was tackled in the air, allegedly, by Mack Hansen. There was contact. There was contact, but Mac Hansen was on his own and Peter O'Mahony had a load of protectors around him. Peter O'Mahony sat down uh, and then lay down. And look, he's, he's a world class player. He was just. Then he had to have a drink of water. And then Bundy just sort of wandered over and suggested, "Look, you're fine. I'll help you up, and we can get on with the game." And Peter Romani wasn't playing that. I'm fine. <laughs> um, and it did look a little bit as if he was trying maybe to get the referee to look at it again. It's one of those situations. Mac Hansen was disgusted. I don't blame him. If you're going up to compete for that and you make contact, Peter Matty had a gang of people there to protect him. It's just one of those small things, and it didn't cost particularly much, but it was just the Bundy situation, how he handled it. I saw Jack Carty did well as captain a couple of times in the first half, just went at the right time. Referee made a bit of a song and dance about getting him to talk to all his players. Uh, which was a bit... Is a, School
0: teacher type stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just thought that looked a bit silly. And it actually it actually put Munster off their stride because I think they wanted to get on with the game. Just small things like that. Um, it'll be competitive at training this week. They'll be looking to get... Uh, play. Everybody's going to want to play in this game on Saturday. Uh, but the guys tonight, uh, most of them stood up and had a very decent game. But the inaccuracies we've discussed have cost them a couple of times. And they've... In my view, they've got to sort out the restart issue. I think t- teams now feel it's an opportunity to really get at connect. It's, it's a key part of the game. It looks very simple to kick off.
0: I think it's the biggest takeaway, and I know Andy hadn't looked at it yet. And rightly, you know, that's fine. He can only look at so much, and he was focused in on what frustrated him from the officials. But, like, we've seen it so many times before. That one where the lifters go up, and it goes over them, and the th- winger's standing behind it, and he knocks it on. That was Hansen on that occasion. But just it's just mis- miscommunications, it's
1: misfires... Yeah, so it's, it's fascinating when I mean, Niall Murray seemed to soar up in the air, be held up for.
0: I, I gave him socks in the commentary. Nailed it! Oh, he hasn't because he went and.
1: Because they went and something, something happened, and, and and and. You said they were just
0: way too hesitant.
1: Yeah, I think they were hesitant getting the ball down and away. It, 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 at that stage, you've just scored a really nice charge down try, and you've popped yourself five points in front. Mm. And I still can't believe it. You know, just get that ball, get it up the field. Yeah, look, Munster could have gone 60 metres and scored a try. Yeah. But don't invite them back into the 22. And you know what they're going to do. I mean, Simon zebo could, could be still waiting for the ball. He was out on the wing. He was unmarked twice. But the ball was only going to stay in those forwards. couple of penalties. If you're talking about referees... Connick could have had a card at that time. They had three penalties in the space of about 90 seconds. should this. have had
0: a in before that. And yeah. then, they would, like, it would, whatever, yeah. that, that, swings around about But, like, uh, overall, I definitely, uh, like, if you're listening and you're still rabbiting on your head about the referee, uh, don't get mad at me for disagreeing with you or being, being dismissive. Because you're right, the decisions went against Connick more than Munster. We're not trying to say it was a 50 50 bad day. They definitely went against Connacht more and Munster. It's just like, we've got to get ourselves up to another level. We're not making it about poor us, persecuted complex stuff. Even though I ask Andy Friend about that, but it is something that is believed out there. And you're just wondering, did they believe that as well? Did they think to some. He doesn't really, but he's just frustrated. I wanted to say to you, you know, Parallel Universe, we've won the game, right? Like, I, I'll, I'll talk about that scrum that led to the Cardi try for years if we had won that game, because it was like Munster were like packed down. We're getting a penalty off these guys. And they held it and drove and conned as a neat man, unit. Would not butch. And where was like, just get that ball out. And the Munster backline had no clue what to do with it because it was never their plan to get the ball. They were, they're so certain sometimes that they're going to get a penalty or something. And when Carberry got the ball, he was slow, ponderous, and Jack Hardy was like, thank you very much. Oh, it was glorious. And that all came about from the scrum.
1: Absolutely, it came about from the scrum. People want to get do away with scrums. They're, I love scrums. I've none of that. They're irrelevant to the game, apparently, according to some people, and they waste time and all the rest oh. of it. And again, I'm going to come back and say this on the referee. The first couple of scrums were a bit messy, but he got it sorted out. But the other thing he did was, he gave, instead of just guessing, he eventually gave a free kick to Munster, but that he let a few scrums go because they are under huge pressure, huge pressure from all the assessors and all the people that talk to them, get the scrum done. Yeah. And then
0: it leads to just, as you said, 50-50 calls. And, and maybe then you go with the hometown team because they're known for their scrummaging. But not tonight. Come here. We'll hear from Jerry Tornley a little bit on this and then uh, we'll finish this up.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Delighted to say, friend of the podcast, although it's been a while, Jerry Tornley, how are you?
4: Good, thanks for having you.
1: Really good.
0: Tobin Park looking great tonight. Nice positive atmosphere. Let's start with that. Uh, even at the end, I, I think the fans are just relieved and happy. I think they think things are going in the right direction down here anyways. And even though they got out of jail, I think it's just, it just keeps the train on the right tracks.
4: It's a cracking night. Like it's, a, you, we've all hailed the arrival of the four South African sides, and you know this rebranded United Rugby Championship. But the Interpros is still at the, the heartbeat of the tournament, and certainly in this in this island anyway. You know, it's just. I've been, I've been at several games and I've watched a lot of the first three rounds and, because it's all on TV, you know, and I've tried to keep abreast of every team. And this is by some distance the best game I've seen so far. And maybe it was helped by the atmosphere as well, as you said, crowd coming back. Big night for Munster being at the fifth anniversary of Anthony Foley's mm-hmm. passing. Um, I thought it was very classily done, low key, but nicely done. The standing ovation for a minute um, and Conant's gesture of Jack Cardi presenting the, the, the Conant number eight jersey with Axel on the back as well, classy as well. So I think it was all set fair for a really good game. And um, Munster didn't play very well, but they weren't let play well to any degree. I thought Connor were smarter, played really well, better launch plays, better strike moves, and were full value for a 6 0 lead. And the game hinged on two bad decisions by the officials. And then in the second half, when it looked like Munster were rolling up their sleeves and just going to do a number and bludgeon Connor into submission, Connor said, No, you're not, <laughs> and came back downfield and took a lead. It would have been an epic win for Connacht it's pity Jack Cardi's conversion hit the post and it would have been at least a draw I think a draw would have been ultimately a much fairer result and the think team really deserved to win it was probably Connacht
0: It's interesting all right? I want to ask you about the, the officialdom a little bit in a second but what I want to ask you first of all is it is just my perspective and you've, you'll have an interesting perspective on this three times in 2021 now Connacht have come to Towman Park and there's been one score between mm. them like I've been coming here for 20 yeah. years and we've taken some big beatings
4: been a graveyard there was that one-off magnificent win in the Pro well, the win year with um, Bundy and Tiernan, uh, Bundy and Robbie combining what a night yeah a great performance and um, I thought uh, but then it went back to you know there's been some heavy beating since then so this is a real sign of the progress kind have of made that you know because Munster haven't been rumbling over teams here the big, big, two South African teams pretty convincingly in the end by you know maul, scrum pick and jam a lot of the way and the home wins and they tried the same on Connott and but just wouldn't take it they weren't um, even the scrum like I thought at the beginning they thought oh just Conant have no chance their scrum's going to be that kind of trouble all night and they had, but they actually steadied quite well as the match wore on and they did, I thought they, given the resources they have in the front row I thought that was a plucky effort too what really impressed me though is that they look like a really well coached side you know, I even thought last week in that defeat, like they should have been well ahead at half time. Like their launch plays and strike plays were so good. If Calen Blade gets that try and Jack gets that other kick, it's 22 8 or whatever it is at half time, it's a different game. And then again, right right from the very first play of the match, the, 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 lots of animation on the line, the decoy runners, and Jack Cardi pops the ball. Was it Hansen coming in off his win through the middle? Links with Bundy Ackie, links inside with uh, Connor Oliver, who, like Sammy Arnold, was really up for this game, understandably. Clever selections there as well from Friendy. Um, and um, yeah, and I just thought they just they went toe to toe, like a proper good fight, just two teams in the middle of the ring going toe to toe.
0: We want a little bit more consistency out west from this team. Mm-hmm. It's kind of frustrating. Even on restarts, we we're going on about it because we watch them every week, and restarts seem to be a problem. I know Andy didn't really want to talk about tonight, he only wanted to talk about one thing, which we're about to get to. But like, they're just going to have to tidy up the basics. A couple of lineouts go astray at key points. It's the difference between winning down here and being heroic losers down here.
4: Completely, like much and all, as he might have been justified in having his grievances about two big decisions that went against him. Maybe even the last restart. I'm not sure if Finn Mitchell is allowed one playing the ball and the and the defender being released. I don't know if some referees don't. But just the, that's, this happens at Thoman Park when Munster lose with a few minutes to go and the crowd get their dander up. They tend to get most of the decisions, as it, as it happens in a lot of world rugby and a lot of sports. The home teams get get the the late decisions tend to go their way. But yes, if they get those basic right, they would give themselves such a better chance of, you know, rewarding a really good performance with what would have been a marquee, a sensational victory and ideal timing going into the Aviva Stadium next week against Ulster as well.
0: Conic fans are really angry though you know and they do feel like the decisions tend to go against them more often than not I asked Andy Friend that and he kind of pretty much said yeah yeah I know he spoke a bit more to you guys afterwards which we can read about during the week but he's not happy and he, I think there's a feeling in that group that you're just not getting a fair shake in these Interpros how do you feel?
4: <sighs> um, this is nothing new it's been going on for years. i I'll definitely say, back in the day, we did not get the fair share. I've written about this for you. I remember once writing about penalty counts in derby matches, yeah. Interpro derby matches, and they just were ridiculous how they went against Cardiff. It's like when you're the Cinderella team of the four when you're the weakest or the smallest of the four therefore you almost shouldn't be having the right you shouldn't be beating monster at home part. there's something wrong with it or something and I've seen so many bad decisions over the years like Remain Poit and Gloucester that awful end game you know I mean Paul Allen I remember penalising um, um, a kind of full-back taking so long over... When he took too long to take a 22 drop out. out, And he gave him a penalty in front of the post. There's no such law in the rule book. There's no such bloody law in the game. And he came. He comes up with this one. and ah, there's so many going back over the years. So, yeah, look... But I, I, I think, is that I think, still I think, around? No, I think, I, think, I think, put it this way, I think Connor are a little bit paranoid, but I think they're entitled to be. <laughs> and
0: he's angry. Is he going to get in trouble over this?
4: I shouldn't think so. Very mild what he said, really. I think he's perfectly entitled. Like, I, I was very interested because I just, you know, I'm watching the game on my own there in the back seat of the of the, um, of the the press box there. You've got your monitor in, the, in front of you. Loads of monitors. Very well appointed press box here. It's very, really, really, really good. So you you, 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 you can't miss anything unless, you're, you know, you just can't miss things. So they, I don't know whether it was the TMO and the referee were looking at the the offside line whether Tygburn was in front of Roy Scannell's cross kick or whether it was just the RT coverage were shown showing it but either way they've even got the benefit of the 10 metre line Roy Scannell is one side of the 10 metre line and Tygburn is the other side in front of the 10 metre line it was so clearly offside I thought the yellow card was a joke as well to right, be honest incidental really, contact it? yeah I mean I really did I don't know if that goes the other way the, even the crowd couldn't work up much of it you know like the Dominic and park are very good at getting opposition players yellow carded. they're one of the best around but even they couldn't really get their dander up about that one yeah, yeah, like, um, ooh, is everyone okay definitely like you know if, if you're going to disallow Tierno Hallowind's try in the opposite corner for, or sorry not Tierney, um, Mac Hansen's try from Tierno Hallowind's very clever and that was actually you know they butchered that opportunity as well if they'd been on point there they should have scored a try there they could easily been 13-0 up in this match and then a bit like last week then it's a different game they've got to take their chances but if the referees are going to say that passes is a margin Forward, which okay, it's correct. Then you've got to get the offside decision right as well for the try, and that's a big mump. Those two decisions were huge momentum shifts on the night. Um, otherwise, Connacht go win at half time six nil up with fifteen men the pitch, and instead of six seven down and still with fourteen men on the pitch.
0: Let me finish on this, and you're very good to give us your time because you have to get back to Dublin. Mm-hmm, I do, but I, I feel we're one and four, or one from four. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but yeah. I feel like we're better than that. are we though because like at the same time when I've said that sentence I immediately remember we really butchered the chance against Cardiff we should not have performed like they did against uh, the Dragons look we I use the we, word we a lot. That's our job following Connacht around the place. There's a lot going right. You, I think you feel positive about Connacht overall?
4: You'd have to. Like I said, those launch plays, so much about their game. They've, they've stiffened their defensive mall. It's not quite as poor or as bad as it was last season. Like It's clearly a really work in progress. I think when the new prop arrives, they'll stiffen their scrum a bit as well. Like um, I think, yeah, they've got good, magnificent options in the background. I hope Keane Prendergast is going to be okay because he's... Absolutely a gem. What a great little find you've got there. Little, he ain't touching. He's so tough, so hard, and he's just a good round all round footballer. I hope he's all right. We've got tons of options in the back row. I'd like to see more of Papali on the pe- on the pitch because I think he could be a weapon for Connaught. But um, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? One defeat and five, or one defeat—I one win and four. And it could so easily have been three wins and four. You know what I mean? It could. And those are the margins. And it's. I always felt that the United Rugby Championship, the way it's been designed, probably hurt more than any other team in the competition 6
0: of the 18 games are against the top 3 sides in, yes. in the competition
4: plus 4 against the South African Super Rugby franchise so 6 of the 18 like you look at Glasgow getting a win in Zebra today and they've, you know, they've got Zebra Benetton and, and Edinburgh they've got 6 games against that, those 3 opponents Cardiff have got 6 games against Leinster, Munster and Ulster who are in the top 3 of the, of the table it clearly ain't fair. It's not a level playing field. And the Irish didn't vote for it. And it's given the Scots a real leg up and the Welsh a real leg up. Maybe even the Italians a leg up in getting places into Europe. But it's 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 very disadvantageous to connaught At least that rule goes in two years. But hey, um I don't think the ones from moaning are complaining really. You know, I mean I know Andy got a bit frustrated over those two decisions. I can't really blame him. I think he's right to complain about them. And uh, I think um you know, they just go again next week in the eve against Ulster. It's it's gonna be a it's going to be a trying, difficult campaign. I always thought it would be for Connacht, but um, I think they're going to be competitive all the way through it. And however the cards fall at the end of the season, they fall. But I still think that there will be there'll be something in this season for all, for Connacht. you know what I mean? There'll be something, whether it's a a run in Europe or whether it's a run of wins in this competition or something. But there will be, and there'll certainly be some big wins because they played they played really well tonight, and they. You ultimately, they probably deserve to beat Munster and Toman Park. There's not many teams you can say that about.
0: Right, to finish, um, they haven't switched the floodlights off or anything. It's late on a Saturday night. We're not going to get into any nightclubs at this stage,
1: so we'll just drive home and go to bed. Yep, that's the plan. And then next Saturday, we'll all go to the Aviva Stadium and we'll see what happens up there. Great atmosphere in here tonight, I have to say. 17,000 people in. Can I throw in there positive?
0: Because there's been times in the past when it's been edgy because Munster fans had just been uncertain about where the direction their team was going and it's probably just made them a little bit edgier. It just thought there was a lovely positive vibe here. Their team didn't play well, but they're just bloody delighted to see them win. Proud of what they did last week, I think. Uh, emotionally charged uh, because of the five-year anniversary of the great Anthony Foley. Um, beautiful moment before the game when Jack Cardi presented a, a number eight jersey, Connacht jersey with Axel on the back. Just a nice touch. Set the right tone because this game has had an edge to it. Didn't Actually, it was frankly nasty in a couple of games earlier in the year between the back and forth team players and everything. Well, played in a good spirit tonight on the field. Great spirit off the field. Huge comic support here. plenty of noise as well. Yeah, Ara. It was just positive.
1: Yeah, it was, and they should be positive. I mean, they've got some good young players. Craig Casey looks a really, really good scrum half. He's there. And so does Gavin Coombs at eight. Do
0: you know what? I've been looking at Nathan Doak and saying to people... I think, I think Nathan Doak is a cut above I think they've gone a bit too quick with Casey I think Doak is better but then after watching Casey tonight I'm realising yeah I don't watch Munster every week and do you know what 50-50 there we might be struggling to find the next out half but we certainly have a few scrum halves coming through
1: Yeah we certainly do what are they going to do when Conor Murray comes back because I don't think Conor Murray's bringing the dynamics that uh, Craig Casey does because he um, he looks very confident and very very well switched on and uh, Yeah, look, it was an enjoyable game. It was a bit error-strewn. It was a typical hard interpro. of came out on the wrong side of it. And all they can do now is go and fix it for next Saturday in the Aviva.
0: I think they fixed it that a few more people have just tuned in to buy tickets for the Aviva. I think they have. I think that's a good job in and of itself. I think. the long shot of trying to win the Irish Shield is gone now. I don't think that was ever in our mind, but you just want to see Conor start to develop some momentum ahead of Europe uh, over the next few weeks. Right, we've got to get going. Thanks for signing up to the podcast uh, club membership or the executive membership. Uh, I wanted to tell you just before we finish this week that there's a whole big special end to the month, as we've promised, Q&A podcast. So if you're a club member and you want to send us in your audio questions, we'll tell you all how to do it uh, in the next... Uh, podcast but just get yourself ready think of your questions and uh, send us a message on Patreon let us know and we'll we'll set it all up for you so it's going to be a good crack we'll have that and for executive members we're going to have a Zoom chat. William they're going to see us on camera are you ready for this?
1: Absolutely Rob
0: i just have to get the hair cut well keep it cut
1: Yeah that's, 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 that's one of the prerogatives I've had my hair cut and I won't be cut again until after Christmas <laughs>
0: So yeah, the point is if you're an executive member, yeah, as well as q and A podcast that you can chime in with, you get that chance to just you know, have a we'll just have an open conversation. We'll cover a few specific topic areas. It's your chance to find out what's happening behind the scenes and who knows, we might have a few little bits of extra info that we've picked up along the way for you so yeah that's all especially for those of you who've backed us we really appreciate it we appreciate it every single one of you who downloads our podcast if you want to support us in another way just share it with your friends we're on every week as you know free of charge here on your favourite podcast provider but for now from me Rob Murphy and from William Davis it's goodbye from me
1: it's goodbye from me
0: talk to you during the week folks midweek podcast coming up with lots more loose
3: cut it loose Break out, or nothing
0: changes. Sad and confused. Don't
2: wait until.